Welcome to another episode of For Whom the Bell Saves. I'm Brian. I'm Leslie. How's it going? Pretty good. So, since the last time we recorded an episode, there's been a lot of Saved by the Bell news. The first and the, the probably the saddest thing is the, the passing of our fallen homie, Casey Kasem. <sighs> Never forget. Never forget. I knew him for such a short period, and I'm really sad that I didn't get to know him better before he passed away. It's very sad. But he was an old guy. Yeah, he was, I think he, I think it was 82 or something like that. He was 82 years old, so. And he looks really good. He looks fucking great. All the way to the end. All the way until the end. The thing that is interesting about Casey Kasem to me is he was such a, like, iconic figure in my childhood. Was he? Yeah, I mean, not only- Because of this show? Well, largely because of the show, largely because he played Shaggy, but also, I mean, he was... Did you know he played Shaggy when Mm -hmm. you were a kid? Yeah. Really? And he was, he was also, you know, he did the, like, American Top 40 thing for forever, but, uh, but yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just interesting, because he was, he he actually was kind of like a, a weirdly, uh, big... He's an icon. ...person in the growing ups that happens. The, all the growing ups. Yeah. Do you have any interesting facts about Casey Kasem aside from the facts that we already know? He was actually like in he was a he was a voice actor in tons of cartoons. Yeah. Um, like he did like Hardy Boys. He did Mr. Magoo stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. I thought it would be funny if there was a cartoon called Mr. Magoo stuff. <laughs> just, Gross just stuff. Just... Uh, he was in like Transformers cartoons and. All Along with Orson Welles, do you think he and Orson Welles were friends? I hope so. Yeah, like maybe they passed each other in a hallway or something. Yeah, um, I, I, I can, I did find two incredible um, appearances that I, one of which I forgot about, one of which I am so glad I know now. Um, he actually was in Ghostbusters as himself. Oh, as himself? Yeah. Okay. Um, and he... <laughs> Uh, this is hard. This is hard to believe, but in 1974, he was uh, on the on a celebrity roast for Dean Martin. Awesome. And the character that he portrayed was Adolf Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> Why was Hitler at Dean Martin's roast? <laughs> Why was Casey Kasem playing yeah. Hitler? Right, at yeah. Yeah. Were they roast? like, who can we get to play Hitler? Who looks the most like Hitler? Casey Kasem. <laughs> you know what? Could, be, could have been his brother. We've just gone through that whole quagmire in Vietnam. That whole Hitler thing is yeah. way, water, water way. Water bridge. <laughs> We're over it. Uh, so we now we laugh at it now. Yeah. And now uh, we have to track this down and find it because. Oh, like a video of it? Yeah. Well, would that have been? Is it like televised? It was. Yeah. Of course, it's Dean Martin. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta track that down. Yeah. Like, Casey Kasem is Hitler. I mean, I don't want to, like, dishonor the memory of Casey Kasem, but that's pretty much the only thing I want to see right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so, rest in peace, Casey Kasem. You were beloved. You were. You really, truly were. So, uh, the other major thing was uh, Lifetime released a unauthorized Say the Bell uh, documentary oh or God. whatever. Uh, biopic yeah. about the actors who were in so the show. So it's unauthorized. It is unauthorized. It's 
Well, by everybody except for Screech. I don't even know that he had a, a hand in. But it's, <laughs> they just made they just made a movie out of the book that he quote unquote wrote. Yeah, they published. And it, they, he didn't even authorize it. They just they just created this monstrosity of like they they created this movie based on the lies that Dustin Diamond told didn't involve him and then <laughs> took out all of the exciting. Bits. I don't think I knew that Dustin Diamond wasn't even involved. So they and, but they took out all of the good bits and they just made like porn but without the porn. Kind of yeah. Yeah, it was just, it, honestly, it was just really boring. Like, it was just a really boring movie. That's too bad. Um, they did leave it open to a sequel, for sure. Ooh, okay. Um, the college years. It actually <laughs> it actually ends with, it says, like, on the screen, in, like, this horrible calligraphy, it says, the end, dot, 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 ish. Ish. The end-ish. End-ish. It sounds like a, like a Tolkien race. <laughs> end-ish folk of Clove Hollow. <laughs> Um, there were a couple things in it that were that were pretty awesome. Um, they so the story it was told from uh, Dustin Diamond's perspective, and so there were times when he would do the timeout thing that we mm-hmm. saw in Aloha Slayer, the last episode we did. They actually well, well, so like in the context of the show, he does the timeout thing. He does. Like usually Zach does. Right, and then does he like talk to the camera like Zach does? He does. Oh my god! Oh my god! It's like Saved by the Bell, but like. It, through his eyes. Like, that could have been a real nightmare escape, and they really missed an opportunity. Like, they really missed an opportunity to create something truly horrifying. Yeah. Just anything through the eyes of Dustin Diamond. At some point, I'm going to have to show you the screenshots of the, uh, they, so they show, they, they recreated a lot of the sets, um, mm. and the one that they have for the Max is amazing. <laughs> is it, like, perfect? It's, well, it's, Well, it would have to be perfect, because, like, People saw that set day in, day out for, like, their entire childhoods. They know every nook and cranny of it. See, what's, what I thought was really interesting about it was that it was, it, it, so it was good, it was good enough. It was, like, it was good very, enough. it was very clear that it was the Max. They had, like, different weird shapes on the walls. Like, they got those kind of details spot on. Mm. But it was, like, the small things that they, like, didn't make any sense. Like, the booths aren't there. They were all just sitting in chairs. What? <laughs> why, would, why, why wouldn't they have booths? I don't know. Like they, I guess they, they just like run out of a budget. budget yeah, they can make booths. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's the there are these weird doors that the are off. Booths were trademarks. They were the only thing <laughs> in the whole show that was actually trademarks. Were the were the booths at the max? <laughs> there were these weird doors like on the on the back left side of the max that don't exist in the building. Mystery doors. Mystery doors. What lies yeah. beyond? <laughs> and it was the weirdest thing because there's a scene that they that they are apparently trying to replicate from the show mm. that's not ever in the show. Like, I looked it up. It's this whole scene about Screech dressing up as Abraham Lincoln. That never happens. Mm. Um, but they sell it as like, oh, this is like a big iconic moment in the show. I don't know if it's just like a lot, like a deleted scene or what, but yeah, it was mm. weird. But Screech walks through those doors the, the, the doors that don't the exist. The doors that don't exist. And it's like a huge part of the setup of the scene. <laughs> you know, I think it's like a John Malkovich thing. If you go through those <laughs> doors, you go into Screech's like disturbed psyche. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was really bizarre. The other thing that was really awesome that I, I knew you would appreciate is there's a scene where Dustin Diamond uh, has like a fantasy about um, like if he was as cool as if he ran the circus. Well, as it was kind of like from the perspective of like, oh, if he was in the position that Mario Lopez is in of being like attractive and cool. Oh. 
But for did the, they have the pink? They pink? did. Ah, they have the pink. They pink. did. Yes. And I, I actually thought that was pretty impressive. That's like, amazing. Yeah. yeah that's great. So like in Dustin Diamond's own fantasy, he was also using the the yeah. pink order. I like those those uh, those meta touches that they did. I like that they did the timeout and the pink borders and everything. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. It was it was pretty it was pretty entertaining. So considering all of the news, I had this idea. Um, that for one time only, we deviate from the chronology of the show. We are deviating. We are, we are breaking our own rules. We, we are straying off course like mad people. Crazy people. Um, but I want to show you the other episode of Saved by the Bell that has Casey Kasem in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and is... Rest in peace. Forever. forever. Well, well, hopefully forever. I hope he doesn't come back. Hashtag R.I.P. The zombie, the zombie in a radio wave sweater. <laughs> anyway, so... It, be a, that'd be a pretty good zombie, though. Casey Kasem zombie? Yeah. Pretty fucking great. <laughs> like, with the microphone and, like, the radio voice and everything. Coming in at number 12 is your brain. <laughs> um... <laughs> I'm sorry, Casey. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> I couldn't even do an impression of you that did you, did you justice. But it, this episode uh, features Casey Kasem very prominently, and it's, I think, appropriate that we watch this one because it also is kind of a, a biopic about the, the characters in the show. Mm-hmm. The episode's called Rockumentary, um, and it's about... Is this the one with Zack Attack? This is the episode in which a band they form a band called. The you Zach didn't Attack. tell me it was the Zack Attack episode. I didn't. I, I was. I was. I was reluctant to skip ahead, you know, because um, I feel that uh, you know the universe is chaotic and we need order in our lives in order to make sense of anything. And I this was is where so, you're looking for order. I was reluctant to skip ahead, as if rules don't matter, <laughs> as if we can do whatever we want and it won't have repercussions in the real fucking world. Um, but no, I've been okay. No, I'm actually really excited to see the Zack Attack episode because it'll be the first like famous episode that I've seen. Yeah, and this one like. This one is one that you've known kind of exists in the ether. Yeah, it's like, I know about Zack Attack, and I know about caffeine pills. But this one is, it's 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 so weird because of the fact that it has Casey Kasem and is, it's filmed in kind of a behind-the-music kind of way, mm-hmm. um, so as to explain how fame got to all of them. Um, oh my god, so this is like going to be a totally different format and everything, it's like deviating from... Yes. And they're gonna have like deeper voices and be like taller. But there's so much there's so much insanity going on in the episode that I don't even think you're even gonna notice that. Okay. But we'll we'll return to our normal our normally scheduled broadcast. After this one, but I think considering everything, this is going to be worth it. Yeah. So are you ready? I guess so, yeah. Alright. Let's do it. We're gonna do it. Do it. We'll be back. For Casey. For Casey. Okay, so we just finished watching this episode. I think it's the actually the sixty seventh episode of the show. So um, I don't even I don't even know where to start. So what what did you think? Oh man, this show just this episode just knocked me on my ass. I like I told you I knew it was gonna be different, and like it did really like jar me. I think the first scene is Zach in the. Dressing in the room. dressing room, and it did jar me to see him like so much older 
and like his hair just gets like progressively more perfect. <laughs> the, the thing I like about this episode is that, is that it is self-contained in a separate universe that's not really in the chronology of the show. Yeah. One thing I did want to ask you about is, did you notice if any characters were missing? Belding. And? Oh my god, wait. <laughs> Where is she? <laughs> <laughs> Jesse's not in the episode. Um, We're Spano. <laughs> well, so it, is, it has nothing to. Has I no- can't believe I made it through the whole episode and I didn't even notice that she was gone. I was convinced at some point you're gonna be like, "Hey, where, where's Jesse?" I never even <laughs> once thought about her. I think like at the very beginning, I was just like kind of expecting her to be there and like kind of I like I remember feeling excited about like oh what's she gonna be wearing just cause all their co- but then all their other costumes were so fucking batshit insane <laughs> and then I was so carried away by just the, the deep shock of that first musical number <laughs> and I completely forgot about Jessie okay so I, it has nothing to do with anything related to the to the show. Um, the reason she wasn't in the episode, which I learned uh, last night, was she actually broke her left knee, <laughs> um, and like right before they were about to start filming. This oh, episode. and so so she, they just removed her and which, didn't say anything about her. How perfect! Which is like so great. How perfect is that though? That it, their main song is Friends Forever, Friends Forever. and they fucking <laughs> cut her out just and, because. They shot her like a horse that breaks its leg. Like a fucking horse. <laughs> Such a bull. Like, they could have said, like, oh, Jesse doesn't play an instrument. Or, yeah. Jesse's a terrible singer. <laughs> or, like, she could have had a broken leg on the show. Like, it wouldn't have, it would have been charming. She could have been, like, the head of their, like, fan committee or yeah. something. You know, it's like, don't shoot that horse. <laughs> You know, maybe send that horse to a place where they do, like, therapy with animals or something. You know? That horse could still have some good years left in it. Yeah. Just not as a racehorse. Not in Zack Attack. And it was because of this episode that she decided that she was going to leave and go do Showgirls because she just couldn't handle... No. No. Oh my god. (laughs) My mouth literally dropped open just there because I think that's such a good story. She was was so mad about this episode about breaking her leg and they were not supportive of her and she was so mad she went and did Showgirls. Which actually her knee is broken for half of that movie. The first half of... That's not true. It might be. I don't know. Um, To think of it, I can't remember her ever standing up in that movie. (laughs) Wait. The whole time in Showgirl, she never wants to. <laughs> she just rolls out naked on a wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> it's dark. You just never notice because she's topless the whole time. Um, I didn't even notice she was gone. That's insane. Yeah. So, the first thing I want to talk about is the music in oh the episode. Because... I... Shit a giant brick. Like, when I saw this fucking dance? No, not dance number. It, I mean, it made the dance competition at the max look like a fucking piece of shit. Like, it's just incredible. Like, I mean, even just the first jam session, the first jam sh- sesh that they have in the garage. It's, you know, I like that first one, because there are, like, crazy ones. I'm gonna rank all of their 
all of their performances in this, if okay. I can remember all of them, because there were probably like 20. Um, so number one is that first one, just because of how big of a brick that I shit. That, that, that would be the song Friends Forever. Friends Forever, but it was like, you know, it was kind of like a rougher cut, kind of like stripped down. It's like a really, like a raw demo. It's like one of those rare cases where like the demo is better than like the studio version. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so uh, raw cuts, <laughs> Friends Forever. <laughs> uh-huh, go on. Um, I, really, I literally, I don't even remember the rest of them. You're going to have to remind me of them. Okay. Like, what other shows do they have? I, the, well, first of all, the only thing I want to say about the, the like plot points when they first introduce the song Friends Forever, <laughs> there are two incredible quotes back to back after they finish the performance. This whole thing, incredible quotes. Kelly says, that was the best song you've ever written, Zach. <laughs> Which, I mean... He's written one. That's the only one he's ever written. God, like, I want to, like, I want to hear more to know what to yeah. compare it to at that point. Well, you gotta get the box set. For <laughs> <laughs> the extra material. I gotta look up and see if they tried to do, like, a like a release of the songs. <laughs> I bet you anything. Like, on they, a CD? Yeah, I bet you oh, yeah, they had to, anything. There has to have been at least one album associated with this. Um, the other quote was, um... Slater immediately, he like, he's holding these drumsticks, and he puts them together, and he kind of looks up at the sky, <laughs> and he says, Friends Forever, yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> like, God, the <laughs> haminess, <laughs> just the, the sheer ham of this episode, it's just so out of control. I, those quotes are just incredible. I mean, the, the writing is just <sighs> yeah, so... Yeah, Friends Forever. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> like, I never thought about that like before. The, like, the, like, the idea of being <laughs> friends forever just never occurred to him in any context. Maybe it's because he's been moving around so much. He just... Oh! It's dark. Yeah. It's, that is what it is. <laughs> he's a military kid. He's never had friends forever. He had to move around so much. Um, I see really relate to AC <laughs> Okay. So, uh, adding adding some, some stuff to his backstory. So the second song is the one that they actually win all the awards for. It's called Did We Ever Have a Chance? Oh, yeah, like the ballad, the slow song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, about uh, whether... I had, some, I had a lot of feelings listening to that one. It will tell me more. I don't remember what they were. <laughs> <laughs> like, feelings that I don't remember and can't explain. Now you're now you're someone who's watching Saint Feeling, Isabel. Feelings I don't want to remember. You're just completely forgetting everything you saw. Yeah! That's it perfect. started to happen! I'm turning into an American kid! Like, watching Saved by the Bell. No, you're right. It's, it's finally starting to happen. Like, I'm just watching them and, like, being really transfixed by them, but not able to retain any of it. Yeah. I, so, I sort of understand. I mean, uh, from what I from what I can remember after having seen this like seventy nine times plus the previous viewing, mm. I've now seen it like eighty times. I can sort of remember what the song is about. It sounds like it's about a doomed relationship, like these two star crossed lovers. Mm. That he wrote it about Slater. <laughs> <laughs> we and, should we should have a dramatic reading of the lyrics on the show and see if it's like actually about Slater. I am totally gonna pull them up. Lyrics to "Did we ever have a chance?" It's oh, it's 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 actually poses a question. Like the question mark is actually in the oh question mark in the title. 
Like it's it's like a, a, genu- t- it's a titular genuine, titular. It's a genuine question. It's a genuine question. No, really, I'm just curious. So here are the lyrics. Thought we'd always be together. I was sure our love would last. Here I am, all alone, wondering with two apostrophes. Wondering. Two apostrophes. Wondering. Wond apostrophe rin apostrophe. Wait, what? <laughs> is, this on, is this on the... Oh, it's just on Lyrics Mania. Yeah, that's like, people don't know how to spell. Well, that's good, though, wondering. At least they're consistent. They, they put it three times in the song. <laughs> um, so, wondering what went wrong. Did we ever have a chance? Question mark. It's hard to see this... Did we have a chance? Did we? It's hard to see this world without you. A lonely place without romance. Here I am, all alone, wondering where you've gone. Did we ever have a chance? No, really, I don't know. I'm asking you. Did we have a chance? What did we promise to each other? What were the words we said? Looking back to yesterday, when we started off, did we ever have a clue what love was all about? I thought we'd always be together. I was sure our love would last. Here I am, all alone, wondering what went wrong. Did we ever have a chance? Yeah. It poses a lot of questions. Um, and maybe that's why... Yeah, like, literally, it poses a lot of questions. <laughs> Such as, did we ever have a chance? Um, what were the words we said? I think is my favorite line. What were the words? <laughs> what were the words it's, we said? It perfectly embodies everything about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the song that the, the world takes notice of Zach Zach, and they get really famous. And they win the Grammy or whatever, as brought to you by fake Michael Jackson and fake Madonna. Oh my god, can we talk about that yeah, scene sure. for a minute? Jesus. Oh my god, yeah, they trot out, like, these sock puppets of (laughs) fucking Madonna and Michael Jackson, but, like, they never straight up say that that's who they are, but that's who they are. And they're just, like, the most pathetic versions of them. They're, like, their costumes look like fucking costumes you would get, like, from from a spirit Halloween store (laughs) of, like, a famous person, but they don't have, like, the trademark to that famous person's image. They, it's, it's just, like, famous person, blah, but it, like, looks like a specific famous person. And, like, I, what, I, what I really loved was, like, the person who was supposed to be Michael Jackson didn't say anything. Yeah. Um, he just, like, tall too. stood there in the back like a freak. Um, and then the Madonna lady was, like, speaking with this, like, ambiguously British accent. It was like, the Zack attack for did we ever have a chance? Well, was Madonna doing that back then? Probably. Hasn't she sort of, like, fallen in and out of accents? Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel mean, like she has. Probably. I'm um, surely. But <laughs> still, it was, it was just, that was just great. Um, the third song was, well, the third and fourth were in the same scene. It was when the band is starting to kind of break apart a little bit. So there's the first song, which is written by Screech, Slater, and Kelly. Mm-hmm. And I wrote it down. I don't know what the title of it is, but it's like School is a Bore is the first line. Oh my god, yeah. And it's just like shit that the Beach Boys wrote in like 1983 or something. It's there was really like, what I'm trying to remember, like, like it had that like kind of weird It sounded j- like dark the new synth-y. Beach Boys album. Yeah, but it was like, it, it, I don't... There was it was it was like something else because it was like it was it was, like, it was something else. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the other one is the one that uh, Zach co-wrote with that Mindy lady. Yeah, uh, who I love. I loved Mindy. Uh, she was 
that song was called Let's Stay Together, <laughs> and it was like the weird, like, pseudo-rap song. Oh yeah, it was like really electronic, it was like kind of new wavy. Yeah. Like, it was like supposed to be like edgy, like a departure from the, the QC stuff that they had been doing. Yeah. You know, Zach really, he wanted to take the band in a new direction, and um, he felt creatively stifled. Yeah, and so he met this Mindy... You know, did some pagan ceremonies with her. Um, <laughs> what? Whoa. Bonded with her in the eyes of the goddess. <laughs> and then they got addicted to heroin together. Um, we didn't watch He the... beat her up real bad. Leslie, we didn't just watch the doors. <laughs> actually... She's Meg Ryan. <laughs> So th- those are the those are the musical numbers. They obviously come back to Friends Forever for the reunion tour, mm-hmm. um, and that version of it, which lasts about forty percent of the episode. It's a long song. Um, as shitty as it was, I'm impressed that they were able to write like a full length song for this episode. They being, being whoever it was that did it. I mean, I assume the I assume it was the writers. Yeah, I mean the writers of the songs are better songwriters than the writers of the show are writers of shows. <laughs> <laughs> so That means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it means a little bit. Like I'm just saying like it is surprising that like they managed to cobble together these songs. Yeah. So the second area I want to talk about is clothing and no, to, oh my god. Please. Best clothes of any episode I've seen so far. So there's the outfits that they wear at the reunion at the beginning and the end. Yeah. And they're actually pretty pretty tame. Uh, Kelly and Lisa have those like sequin dresses that are like yeah. super sparkly and short. Yeah. Um, it wasn't tame at all. Like for, for someone like coming in not knowing like what it was going to be, it was like, I feel like somebody like hit me over the head. Well, I guess I was thinking more like the guys looked pretty tame, like the, they were wearing like the pants, the, the nice blazer and the Slater, t-shirts. I did, Slater is wearing the same jeans. He has those same jeans, like, I don't know, and he must have grown. Did he not grow in these years as they were filming him? Like, those weird acid wash denim jeans that are like pleated and kind of bunched up around the waist. Yeah. And are sort of like weirdly folded over each other with kind of like a random angular silver buckle that seems to be built into the pants. Like, it's insanity. These are insane <laughs> pants, and I'd know them anywhere at this point. The, the main ones I remember, the first was Slater's, like, three pockets. Yeah! Oh my god, I forgot about that! Slater's wearing a shirt that would be ridiculous even if it didn't have three pockets layered over each other. Like a... Like a vortex of pockets or something. <laughs> I mean, surely the back two pockets were just faux pockets and not actually useful. Oh yeah, they were sewn on top of each other. Yeah. Um, but. But like what? three po- three pockets. But like that shirt looked like what a homeless person would wear. Like it's like all like covered in like patches. It looks yeah no it looks like a what a what a harlequin clown would wear, <laughs> like. The Venetian Carnival or something. It's insane. It's, it's an insane shirt. It's not, it's like totally one of the tamest pieces of clothing worn in this entire episode. Um, and then 
the one we can't let go is is what Zach was wearing at the end when oh, he became a single star. Um, I, f- I should have broke twice during this episode. <laughs> one was when they first started singing. And two was when he walked in the fucking door <laughs> in his solo act costume. But he's wearing like this like neon green sparkly green and it was like a beautiful a beautiful coat. Like a like a ha- he was dressed like more or less like hammer, like sort of a hammer thing. Going yeah. On. So it was like this beautiful like coattailed maybe it didn't have coattails. My head it does. Like, <laughs> it definitely did not have coattails. <laughs> saved by the wind. Saved by the wind. <laughs> Gone with the bell. Saved by the wind. Anyways, yeah, his jacket it's amazing, and it's not only is it sequined or glittery or so I can't even tell because it's just this beautiful phosphorescent mess of like peacock hues. It's like, like this it's lovely really, sheen. Yeah, it's sort of iridescent, but like green. It's just like, and I remember when he walked in in this outfit, I was suddenly aware of the fact that like, I feel like someone just like dumped a bucket of endorphins like in my brain like i just felt like so weirdly like electrified and pleased by like the colors on this jacket like how the whole ensemble <laughs> like and it just like there was something like completely mesmerizing about it and i feel like that was kind of I've been feeling inklings of it but i think i really understand now how powerful it was as something that was just kind of like visually addictive. Yeah. Like just really visually overstimulating and like how it just like fucking hypnotized kids. Like I get it now because of this jacket. The two things aside from the jacket that stuck out to me about his appearance, one was whatever happened to his hair. Oh yeah, his hair. Which, like, I don't even know if I can explain. It was, just, oh, it was just... It was all over the place. It was Zachier, but, like, he's a little dangerous now. Yeah. Because they're also, like, a little scared of him, mm-hmm. but not too scared. Yeah. Um, but my my absolute favorite, my absolute favorite thing was the earring. Absolutely the earring. The earring the, was the star of this episode. This earring... Zach Attack earring was... If you have not seen the episode, this earring... It's a, it's like a chain that comes down from his ear yeah, with like, an earring attached like three, to it. Like three inches. <laughs> it's like an earring that's just like a long chain and then just a, a little silver ring on the end of it. <laughs> Which like, okay, okay. Like, <laughs> I mean, like it was the 90s, guys wore earrings. It's pretty common. <laughs> Nobody ever wore that earring. That's, a, that's an earring that never happened outside of the show. I don't think... I've ever seen like a man wearing an earring like that and like that's a statement that's a statement piece and I bet like in the in the context of this show people you know they're fans like Zack Attack fans and it it probably became like a total trend like to wear or maybe he tried to make it a trend maybe Mindy was like oh you gotta wear the earring it'll totally catch on it'll be like wildfires it'll be great for your career and Zach's like, that earring's stupid. I don't want to wear it. Yeah. And she's like, no, baby, trust me. Wear the earring. And then she, like, talks him into it, and then he becomes, like, a laughing stock. And his solo career is, like, going down the toilet, which is probably the only actual reason that he went back to the hospital for Slater. Well, no, it's because they're friends forever. 
uh, yeah, but probably because he didn't have anything else in his life anymore. Yeah. And he's like, I gotta rebuild these burned bridges. Yeah. Burned. I don't know. I just, there were a couple moments in this episode where I felt like I saw something that made me feel so lost <laughs> that I was like in an MC Escher painting or something. <laughs> like the, that earring just made me feel like I was not of this earth. Like I, I just, I, I had no idea what, like where, who thought of that? Like, yeah. The, who was like, hey, you know, somebody gave him an earring, like a regular <laughs> earring, and they were like, nah, it's okay, but it's not... It's not edgy enough. You see, the ladies, not... the ladies can't see you down on the floor. Yeah, there's some like stage. Fat old guy in a tweed suit, like a cigar. They need to be able to see it. That's swing. not what the kids like. <laughs> Give him an earring. <laughs> but don't make him look too gay. <laughs> yeah, God forbid anybody in this show should look gay. It's a fine line. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. There's that was just it just blew me away. So here's what I have to say. My final thought on that is that he looked very similar to a Ken doll that was like very popular mm. when I was a kid, which is Earring Magic Ken. And what did Earring Magic Ken look like? He's kind of a famous Ken doll because he was like Mattel was trying to take a new direction. Mm -hmm. So they, they were trying to make Ken edgier. Basically the exact same thing they were trying to do to Zack, like make him edgy and cool, but like still non-threatening to little girls. And so they asked like little girls like what they thought was cool and edgy. And the little girls gave them all kinds of stupid answers like, yeah, like a leather vest and an earring and like, different colored hair and like you know these are all like little girl ideas of like what's badass you know yeah and so they came up with earring magic ken who he was wearing like a purple leather vest with like a mesh t-shirt underneath mm -hmm. and like tight black pants and he's got uh earrings obviously or one earring and like uh, sort of purpley hair almost. And he has like a, a, a necklace that just has like a silver ring on it, kind of like Zach's. And um, so Earring Magic Ken, it actually got like super popular and it sold really well, but like because gay men were buying it, because they thought it was like the gay, it was the gayest looking Ken like ever. But, and they, you know, said that the, the ring that he wore around his neck looked like a cock ring. Mm. And, so that's kind of, that's what, he reminded me so much of Earring Magic Ken, and just like with the absurdness of his jacket, and like his black pants, and how he was like, but he was like shirtless underneath, and he's like, look, I'm cool, I'm edgy, just like that insane effort to like make him edgy. And it's just interesting because they were, you know, they both had these weird items of jewelry that had silver rings on them, and they both like... You know, this was their answer to being, like, cooler or tougher. Yeah. I mean, so I just looked it up, and Earring Magic Ken came out in 93, which is about a year before this episode came out. Really? Earring Magic Ken came out before this? No, Earring Magic Ken came out after this. Oh, after this. Okay. Either which, way, it's good. Yeah. It's like, I feel like maybe when they were trying to come up with how to make Ken look cooler and tougher but still non-threatening, maybe they looked to this as like an example. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it does kind of prompt the question of like whether this had any influence on yeah. the design. I mean, this was a big deal. Save the Bell was a big deal at yeah. this point in time. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so let's, let's I, think, I think at this point we can kind of 
talk through the, the actual plot of the episode. So it just open. It's a cold open, or after the credits, it's like just you don't really know what's happening. It just shows a massive stadium. All we know is that we're not in the max, and it's something very different is happening. Yeah, it's a it's a big uh, coliseum, um, and we go into a dressing room where where Casey Kasem is. Uh, rest in peace. Um, <laughs> where Casey Kasem is uh, kind of introducing this concept that there's a band that's taken America by storm mm-hmm. called the Zack Attack, and it's in Zack's dressing room. Is it Zack Attack or the Zack Attack? I think it's just Zack Attack. Okay. So we kind of get this introduction that, you know, they're, they're, they're a big deal. Um, he walks out of the dressing room. band all starts walking out. Casey Kasem is kind of following them and, and introducing them character by character. Uh, and Screech walks out in a Pope costume. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Their attitude towards towards Screech, like how their attitude towards Screech has evolved, like, was one of the most amusing things to me. Yeah, so, like, the first thing was, like, they're like, what are you wearing? And he's like, oh, I don't want them to... They were like, like god damn it, Screech, what the fuck are you wearing? Yeah, Slater immediately registered a, like, murder threat. Yeah, yeah, like, like the first, like, Slater's first line is, like, like, I'm gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, they don't even, they don't even water it down or, like, make it playful or, like, kind of endearing. They're just like, shut the fuck up or I'm gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> like, that's what they say to him the whole episode. Yeah, it's Everybody like- just fucking hates him. They're so just, like, abusive to him. And he asks for every minute of it. He's terrible. You can tell at this point he's already on his track to be a sociopath. Like... In the first episode, like in the first season that we've been watching, I feel like there's still humanity in him, which maybe makes it like harder to watch the scenes where he's just like dancing around like a bear whose legs are being shot out or something, <laughs> with like a jingle what? bell around his neck. Like he just fucking cavorts around. Like he he just has no dignity. Um, there's actually this weird moment at the not to skip ahead, but at the very end when they're doing the like, Friends Forever reunion singing, there's this weird moment, and maybe I'm just reading into it a little bit too much, but, like, all of the other characters are, like, laughing or smiling and having a good time singing the song, and it pans to Screech, and he's playing the keyboards, and he has the this dead just face. Dead? It's just, just, just dead? There's no emotion. Oh there's God. no smile. It's just, oh like... He's just, like, hitting the key keys, and he's just not doing anything. That's, and, like, like, terrifying. Lard Voorhees comes over, or maybe it's Kelly. Kelly comes over and, uh, like, looks at him, and he kind of looks over, and he kind of smirks. Oh, my God. But it's, like, it's definitely clear that he's not having a good time. And I, I don't know if that's, I don't know if it's just, like... It's so, like, chilling. Like, I just got chills. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know if that's, if that, set, if that means anything. I don't, I mean, maybe it's just because he's playing a keyboard. You know, I mean, at some all I know is that at some point between the last episode that I watched in the first season, which is what episode seven, six, episode six, between episode six of the first season and this episode, they break him. <laughs> they have broken him. And in in terms of real time, I'm sure it didn't take long at all to break him. And like, oh man, you really get a sense that like they don't like each other on the set. Like the actual actors don't care for each other. Yeah, you're starting to get that sense. And in real time, like, between the episode um, that we last watched, uh, Low Later, and this one, in real time, there's been about two years that's passed. So that means that within 24 months from where we currently are in the chronology of the show, he's 
beaten down and his soul is lost. Yep. It'll be interesting to see if we can like find it, like pinpoint a moment. The moment where he's broken. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I have he, some ideas. He has some ideas. Okay, keep an eye out. Don't let me forget to watch for the moment where they break Dustin Diamond. <laughs> um, so back to the show. They uh, Casey Kasem is just kind of setting setting this up. This is there. He's at the reunion tour. So this is kind of at the end of the story arc. Mm-hmm. It then flashes back to the very beginning. They're playing in a garage, and they play the Friends Forever song for the first time. Mm-hmm. There just happens to be this British music producer oh, yeah. who is jogging by. He's jogging by. Um, and he walks in and he's like, holy crap. Well, they do live in L.A. unspecified. Sure. You sure. Know, so maybe maybe a record producer was running by, you know? Yeah. Um, is Phil Spector runs by. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... reason why he's British? No, there's no reason. Is that, that I mean, I don't know, maybe that's like a is, thing. Is that, is, there, is that like the one music producer stereotype that exists? Is they're that they're British. all British? Yeah, I don't know, it makes them like like exotic and worldly sounding or something. Yeah. I don't know. But he's great, he's like the only good actor I've ever seen on this show. Yeah. Like, he actually kind of seems like he's trying to make it work and not by like overacting we should look that actor up actually i already have oh really you tell so and this is like this just blows my mind so the the actor who plays um the record producer is not really in anything ever again he's that's like the only thing that he's in pretty much he's a ghost he's in like a couple things here or there but nothing i've ever heard of and he hasn't acted in like 15 years um, he was actually like pretty good. Like he didn't even overact that much. Yeah. Um, no, he was he was fine. Except except the the mucho dinero line. I, I, I <laughs> still don't understand that. Yeah, I mean, like I'm just thinking of like the scene where they're in the um, in the recording studio, and he like runs in. They're all fighting, and he runs in and he yells at them. He's like, "Guys, get your shit together." Yeah. And he really like it was a good scene. Like I really. You know, it was very believable to me that he was a music producer. Yeah. He had me convinced. Then the actress who played Mindy, who's the kind of the yeah. press Mindy, person. the Yoko. The Yoko. Um, she's never really done anything else either. She was pretty good, too. Yeah, I actually, I agree. Um, the only person who has been of anybody who was in the supporting cast was the guy who played the, the high geek Oh my god, the hikey. I completely forgot about that fucking... Which we'll get to later. Nightmare. But, okay, yeah. But yeah, it was, like, of all the people, he was he was the worst. The hikey? Yeah. Yeah. I hate that. This is terrible. I hated that whole thing. So they start performing uh, because this record producer kind of hooks them up. And I love this this montage where they, they show them kind of moving to gradually bigger venues. Mm-hmm. So it starts with them playing at this, like, kind of skeezy, like, night lounge place. Like, yeah. Where, you, where you'd see, like, stand-up comedians perform or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just like their CBGBs. You know, they had to... Yeah, they so they, they performed there. It wasn't much to look at, but it was a club where people started. They Bands got the, were born there. They got the, the, the Thursday night gig. Yeah. Um, which is nothing to sniff at. Yeah. You know? But then they move to like kind of the like a bigger like concert type venue, um, yeah. like a stage, standing room. 
And then it's like suddenly like coliseums. Yeah, those are the only three phases of <laughs> of, of of music fame. It happens very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, they come out with the uh, uh, "Did we ever have a chance?" song. They get Galactic as one of the uh, newspapers refers to them as. <laughs> the newspaper review of them is Galactic. Yeah, Zag Attack goes Galactic. Yeah. I think is the the title. Pitchfork says Zag Attack <laughs> is Galactic. I want to be described as galactic. Galactic. What the fuck? Like, I guess, out of this world, I guess. And then that introduces the press conference scene where uh, we meet Mindy and... She and Zach have immediate chemistry. Yeah, like, you kind of wanted to come back now, didn't you? I mean, yeah, I she was great. No, I really liked her. Like, she was really great at just, like, being evil and snarky. Almost immediately... He hits on her in front of the entire giant press corps that's yeah, yeah. covering this. She asks him a question like, um, what's the inspiration for your music? And he says, girls, I just thought of a song. I'm going to call it Mindy Mindy. Oh. And her response... Mindy Mindy. <laughs> I want it to be like, Mindy Mindy. Oh yeah, like a rap? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. She ain't Cindy. She's Mindy. <laughs> Is that your Mindy rap? <laughs> There's not many words. She that... ain't Cindy. She's Mindy. There's <laughs> not a ton that rhymes Mindy. Windy. She's far. She just farts a lot. <laughs> Windy Mindy. Let's end this. Anyway. Is this the only freestyle competition we will ever have as a married couple? Oh, no. Mm. I thought you were going um, to... I mean... No, it's not. But... <laughs> I mean, seriously, no, we're going to have a bunch more. <laughs> <laughs> but other, I don't know why I was going to answer this question of all, but I thought you were going to ask, is there are there other freestyle competitions in the show? <laughs> to which the answer is, yes, there are. <laughs> there are many. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> so You had me scared there for a while. <laughs> I'm sorry for the spoilers. Um, uh, <laughs> I have that to look forward to. All of the many times that they freestyle. The, they have freestyle competition. The next two years is going to be like us watching freestyle and Save the Bell, and then us doing freestyle competitions between each other. Maybe that should be a rule. Every time that there's a freestyle on the show, we have to freestyle each other. <laughs> the kids still call it freestyling these days, right? <laughs> Um, so Mindy and Zach have this connection. They go to a party, and the first moments of friction between the group start to occur. Yeah, because Lisa comes in, she's like, look at the costumes I designed. And they just shit all over it. That shit all over it, yeah. They say, you'll never go to design school. Yeah. They also just throw her off the balcony. <laughs> they did a lot of coke. They did a lot of coke at that party, and they just fucking threw Lisa over the balcony, and now she's dead. It was, real, it was really jarring because you know she's the one who has anger issues, and they turn it around, and everyone else has the anger issues, and yeah. she's the one who. Ends well, because this is like the fantasy episode. Yeah, know? Zach has just a lot of resentment and rage towards Lisa that yeah. he wants to exact upon her. Um, and then there's also the dynamic between like Slater and Screech are trying to pick up ladies. Oh yeah, together for some reason, like that would ever happen. That was actually one of the the more human moments for Screech, I guess because it kind of made him look like the cool guy. Yeah, but like a split second, and like but you never really believe it. Whenever stuff like that 
used to happen on old TV shows when, like, the nerd, like, gets all these babes by doing some stupid, like, cool thing or valiant thing. Like, it's never believable at all. It's a perfect, the, the fact that it ends up being a dream in Zack's mind completely resolves why that even was able to happen. Yeah. And then Casey Kasem reveals that shit's really about to go down. They have the scene where they're doing the competing songs, and the British guy, producer guy, comes in, and he's like... Yeah, he comes in and says, get your shit together. <laughs> Which isn't, isn't quite... We have to record an album in three months, guys! <laughs> This is costing us mucho dinero! Mucho dinero! But it's kind of at this point that the, the group's breaking apart, and Zach decides that, based on Mindy's influence, that he's going to kind of go in his own direction, and the rest of the band yeah. is... He decides that they're holding him back. He's stifled creatively. He does write a pretty sweet song, though. The one, yeah, the one that he plays, like, in response to their shitty song. Oh, the, like, the the, the, the rap? Yeah. Or the electronic song? Yeah, like, the new wave rap. <laughs> he just invented a genre there. <laughs> the new but, wave rap song that he wrote. It was great. It lasted for a day. <laughs> it lasted for an entire day. I loved that day. It was a great day. <laughs> Alright, so then they all go their separate ways. Um... Of the of the different ways that they go. Okay, so remind me of the ways. There's uh, Lisa, the American Gladiator. Yes. She's pretty fucking great. Um, Kelly uh, becomes Kelly, uh, the actress yeah. who is a nun. Um, Slater is does not have any particular career or ambition. He's just riding motorcycles. He's just oh oh yeah. It never really comes back to that, does it? Yeah, it just says that he's, like, looking for thrills. Yeah, he's looking for <laughs> thrills, and he doesn't know where he's going, but he's got to get there fast. Even to this day, I thought when he, when they, like, panned away, like, when he walks away from the camera, I thought he was going to die in the episode. Yeah, like, like some tragic, like, evil Knievel thing. Yeah, like, they set it up, and I, I kind of wanted it to go that way so they could be like, Oh my god, we didn't make up before he died. Yeah, before he, but we're still fr- you know, before like, he plummeted off of Dead Man's Curve at 90 miles an hour. Yeah. Going, trying, That's like the only real... <laughs> trying to jump Snake River Canyon. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yes. But then, but then Screech is... Like, they, they don't really talk about his, like, what his background is either. He's, he went to go see the High Geek. Just this... Yeah. Weird character. It's supposed to be like a Dalai Lama for geeks. Dalai Lama was, for geeks, yeah. It was, I think it's probably the worst scene. We've... Just gross. Yeah, I hated it. I hated every second of it. <laughs> so of those, of those fates, which one is your favorite? Well, God, I mean, Lisa's got it the best. I think Lisa's the clear winner because we've established that she has a hard time dealing with anger and American Gladiators is probably one of the best ways that she can kind of have a... A healthy outlet. Yeah, no, it totally makes sense that she's an American gladiator because she's got all of that pent up rage. Yeah. By being surrounded by a bunch of fucking insane people. Yeah. Then they uh, do this thing where, like, once they're all in the ICU, they screech <laughs> has them all hold hands. Yeah. And they just and they start just chant friendship like a bunch of pagans. Friends. At the harvest moon. Friends. Friends. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Friends. I just it's a very like one of us, one of us moment. Why were why are they doing that in, in this episode? Like I know it's a dream sequence, but it's still like an insane thing to do. It's still super weird. Yeah, I don't. I don't like, know. Like it's it's really like 
the writers just could not figure out how to end it. They just couldn't figure out how to end it, and then they had to start filming. They were like, Jesus, just fucking, I don't know, just just have them hold hands and stay friends a bunch of times. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it really could have been resolved by, like, Zach saying, like, I'm sorry, we should try to put our differences behind us and... Yeah, it could have ended literally any other way than them just holding hands creepily and chanting friends yeah. over and over again. And which are fucking weirdos. Yeah. Then they do the the reprisal of Friends Forever at the reunion show. Yeah. The it's a veritable story. bridge under troubled water. And then finally Zach wakes up at the end, and there's like I knew I knew it was a dream, and I was thinking that it was gonna be like 17 minutes of the episode and then like the last four minutes is going to be like a normal episode yeah they cut in with under 30 seconds left in the show it's just like oh hey what's up yeah and they're like oh we gotta get ready for to play a song at bar mitzvah and then that's <laughs> we gotta it. get ready to play a song at bar mitzvah come on yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like a bridge repeating bowl like, it's I, I was just a little. I was a little. I was a little stunned at how much they really did like isolate everything into this like ridiculous story. Jesse's still not there, <laughs> um, <laughs> which like she could totally have a broken leg for this part. She, they could have included her. I, There's no reason to not include her. There's I, no reason to not include her except that she's a racing horse with a broken leg. And she's just no use. She's no good to them anymore. Yeah. They don't care about her. So I want to tie this back up into the original point of doing this, which was the kind of the news that's that's been around. Mm-hmm. So Casey Kasem, uh, being the presenter yeah. of this narrative, it's good to see him again. Does he come back in other episodes? I'm pr- I'm pretty sure this is the only other one that he's in. It's the only other one. I think so. Aww. It's amazing because the two that he's in are super. Yeah, they're iconic episodes. They're great. Um, yeah, the dancing, the music. But I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure these joy. Are the, I'm pretty sure they're the only two he's in. Bummer. Um, the last line that he said will stay with me forever, which was, "Friends forever." What a concept. <laughs> and then he looks kind of starry off camera. Looks off, yeah, <laughs> and like a boom mic is like Rest in peace. Uh, rest in peace. And then, do you understand now why I wanted to watch this, considering the State of the Bell movie that came out? Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, that movie is essentially uh, behind the music, and so it's interesting to, like, watch, like, a fake version of behind the music when, like, they're, like, pretending hating each other, but within the context of not hating each other, within the context of them actually hating each other, like, yeah. in real life. It's, I mean, the... the There's a lot going on. The line that really stuck out to me was when they're sitting at the press conference and Kelly said something to the effect of, nothing could ever come between us. <laughs> I think is the actual, like, direct <laughs> quote. And, like, I was just thinking about, like, that she's saying that about the group that does kind of start to hate each other. Yeah. But also is talking about the people that she probably actually hates in real life. Yeah. And There's so many layers of hatred in this. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I kind of wonder if, like, the tension that was probably occurring on the set was actually part of the inspiration for even doing this episode. Oh, maybe. They were like, we, you 
you kids gotta work some shit out. Maybe that's why they made them hold hands and chant friends. <laughs> Maybe they just had been fighting all day and they were like, you know what? Fuck it. You kids are gonna hold hands and you're gonna make up. Like, oh my god. I mean, dude, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that explains, like, Screech's dead, dead eyes in that one scene. It's, it's just chilling. Yeah, it's, it's really crazy, but... Well, after this, we're gonna go back to season one. Back to good old season one. Back when they're still Still humans. Still innocent little babies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're probably ruined at this point. Yeah, they're totally ruined by now, but still, they're so tiny. They're like babies compared to these monster teenagers that they are in this. Yeah. Well, it's gonna be a long time before we have to come back to this, so... Yeah. Just enjoy it while they're still young. Um... As I've mentioned before, uh, the next episode is called The Substitute, um, and it's about them having a substitute teacher. Ooh, okay. Guest star. Well, I guess that about Zach's up, I mean, oh, wraps up our podcast. good one. Good one. <laughs> Ain't he a stinker? <laughs> <laughs> um... But that, that wraps up this week's episode. Anything else you got? Uh, no, man. I just want to go to sleep. I'm really tired now. All right. Um, well, until next time. Until next time. Bye.